Just a couple of boys from WA. But if you're not, that's okay. It's the Mitchell and Michael Show. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. Thank you for downloading. Uh, we're going to talk about how you can be born a 30-year-old baby. Uh, Michael Ross is still infiltrating some quiz nights. Uh, and uh, also, oh, we got uh, some tax tips on, not tax tips, some stock tips on who not to invest with. Yeah. Maybe don't touch crypto like if you're trying to play with shares of crypto yeah. company kind yeah. of like it might not no. work out for you Ooh. we also i got to get these words in for the algorithm uh fifa world cup uh australia france england could we just yeah. list everyone in there like we just got to get them in there we, so that the soccer fans come and listen to us but we do actually go over the richest teams at the world cup yeah and we do cover of course the uh the socceroos and, and how they're doing uh, in in the World Cup, uh, like soccer lose. No, but we do love them and we wish the boys all the best. No, we don't. <laughs> what you don't wish them the best? Oh, I did bet on them. It's only because they're paying outrageous odds. <laughs> and when you saw Saudi Arabia beat Argentina, I mean, whoo, anything's possible. Anything's possible. I'll tell you what, won't watch a game though. I'd be sleeping because if I was watching a game, I'd be sleeping. Anyway, I don't <laughs> like soccer. Uh, <laughs> right now, Ben Harvey. Politics. Crime, sport, finance. You've heard the news before, but not like this. <laughs> it's Up Early with Ben Ha-Harvey. Michael Russ. Ooh, give me the headlines. These are, of course, the headlines that happened. And we're going to make fun of them. The Socceroos World Cup campaign kicked off with Craig Goodwin scoring the first goal against France. But unfortunately, France also had a good win themselves and scored four goals. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah uh, that was quite poor for us. Yes, not good. Uh, they had 23 <laughs> shots on goal. We had four. <laughs> hey, that means, you know, if we had another if we had another four, we'd be two, two, four. Like, I think we've got a better conversion rate there, don't we? Oh, we, got, we won the yellow card. Um, like we oh, that's three. Just, uh, they got zero. Wins all around. So, you know, there's that as well. Uh, and a British angler has caught the world's biggest goldfish. Uh, he is quoted saying it was something he'd never forget. Then three seconds later, he said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so rubbish. So crap. Uh, so crap. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and finally, family-owned Grand Cinemas has gone into administration oh, after pandemic restrictions kills off crowds. However, they should be able to pay off all their creditors back by selling a large combo. <laughs> Uh, Why is it so expensive? Popcorn's very cheap. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, they're they're out of busy, out of busyness. Going into to administration. There you go, mate. That was all your bloody cheap Tuesday tickets. How do you liquidate a cinema, though? Do you know anyone that just has like red seats that are very vertical, no reclining, with a large cup holder? Yeah, a theater. Don't you remember the old place we used to li- uh, live in the theatre? They had, like, movie seats, and I reckon it was from so the old Where did cinema. they get them from? Yeah. <laughs> it's time for all you little bin chickens to dive into Michael's Bargain Bin. Join the Facebook group, Michael's Bargain Bin, to brag and boast about all your bargain finds. It's like the happiest place on earth. People say that it's Disneyland, but I like to think it's Michael's Bargain Bin. Brag yeah. and boast about all your bargains. Got a got a good bargain this weekend, mate. Yeah. Uh, got a lot of people coming to visit this Christmas, so picked up the old sofa bed. 
Uh, it was an Ikea. Sorry, I thought you meant you had like Christmas lunch. It was already in the freezer. <laughs> well, don't tempt me. I was looking at the hams the other day. I'm like, yeah, are you going to get more expensive? There's like a or? ham aisle. Yeah. Like, it's wild. <laughs> now, uh, sofa bed. Hmm? Paid more than I wanted to yeah. overall. But you've got it now. But I've got it. So far, so good. And so far, so good. And for what it is, it's a good deal because it's an Ikea sofa bed that would mm. typically go for 500 bucks. Yeah. Guy was selling it for two fifty, and worked him down to two hundred. That's, that's, that's great. That's, yeah. that's good. And you do like two birds, one stone. To you, couch and bed. I know it's the perfect. Like I would not not be surprised if after Christmas you sell your bed. Now tell me this: sofa bed mm-hmm. only used about five times. He reckons at most hasn't no, had yeah. it very long. What do you do on it? Well, this is the thing. Oh, okay, because it comes with a freebie. Okay. okay, is this a is this like a bargain blessing? Or will this be a costly curse? It came with a bed sheet. Ew. It came with a fitted bed sheet. Used? Well, I can only assume so. Was it on it? It was on it. Ew. So we took off like the, the cover to look at the bed and there was said sheet. And you're like, well... Are we talking one that would go on your bed? Like on just on your bed, you lay on it, your body on it? Yeah. Okay. And here's my question. Like, do I do I burn it? Do yeah. I bin it? Gone? Mm. Or is it just like a hotel? How many people have slept in a hotel bed? Yeah, but do you want a hotel bed? Well, obviously you do. Hotels are still a bit... We pay people no, you don't. to go sleep in yeah, their but beds. That's, but that's not the thing you want. It's just the thing you'll put up with. All I'm saying is this could be an opportunity because, as well, sofa bed is a double. Mm. It's a double. I don't have a double. I have a queen. So it's the perfect bed sheet for the sofa bed. Oh, then again, you're not sleeping on it. I have guests. Like I said, like a hotel. Yeah, because you don't want to dirty your sheets with their bodies. (laughs) So, yeah. 6.40 on Triple M. Good times, greatest hits. And joining us on the line now is the Motley Fool himself, the one and only Scott Phillips. And uh, Scott, what's going on? It's called FTX. Is that still running? <laughs> it is FTX. Or it was FTX. Maybe that's the best way to put it. Crypto exchange that went stone motherless broke. And uh, its founder, well, he was worth a tens and tens of billions of dollars until about uh, Friday night our time or so last week. And then he's now worth... Well, zero. It was a very, very fast ball from Grace. Where did it all go? How did it turn around so quickly? It's a fascinating one. So this is a story of, and this is why some of these new asset classes are really, really, I'll say dangerous. I don't mean, no, I don't mean, you know, always dangerous or can't be okay. But the danger here is FTX was a crypto exchange and it kind of worked as a combination of, think about your stockbroker and the ASX all rolled together. If you're going to buy crypto, if you're going to hold that crypto somewhere, FTX set itself up as the place you could go. You could send them the money. They would buy crypto on your behalf. They would then look after it on your behalf and give it back to you when you wanted it. At least that was the idea. The problem was it got itself in massive, massive, massive financial trouble. It had debts it couldn't pay. And because crypto was so new and relatively unregulated, the crypto you thought you owned was actually officially owned by the brokerage or the exchange, in this case FTX. When it goes broke, your money also goes up in smoke. There is no recourse. There's no one to go to and say, but that was my Bitcoin or that was my FTT coin, which was their FTX's own coin. They had their own one. Of course they did. And that's the challenge. It's literally gone. There is no right of appeal. There is no one to go to. There was no insurance. The money has literally just disappeared. Whatever money you invested in that crypto through that exchange is gone and gone forever. 
So in traditional banking, if a bank was mm-hmm. to fall over, say Combank, uh, yes. would they have insurance on the money we've got with them? So the great news is, so banking with cash, as long as it's a government de- authorised deposit-taking institution is the language, uh, the government actually effectively insures, not actually official insurance, the government backstops up to a quarter of a million dollars in deposits. So, you know, you might be got a few, Bob. Your quarter of a million dollars you've got at the local Commonwealth Bank branch, that is safe. If the bank goes bust, the government will make you good on that money. If I own my shares, for example, in Woolworths, and I have them with, with Comsec, for example, those shares are actually held in my name. So even if the broker goes broke, the shares, someone says, no, well, Scott still owns those shares. The broker itself is gone, but Scott can still have those shares. So in both those cases, you're completely okay. The challenge comes when you're buying a different asset, a non-traditional asset, let's call it that to use a euphemism, with an exchange that no one knows, trusts, or knows what's going on. Everyone trusted it for a while until they realized the whole thing was a pack of cards, or a house of cards, maybe better better point. Uh, when it comes crashing down, there's no one to appeal to. You, the government's not going to backstop the money. There's no system to say, well, actually, no, Michael owns that Bitcoin that's held with FTX. FTX held it itself. It said you owned it, but you never really did. And unfortunately, a whole lot of people, including they reckon tens of thousands of Australians who might have had their money with FTX, are now a whole lot poorer. Now, we're exploring a little experiment here on the show to see if we could right. live on crypto instead of Australian <laughs> you can't dollars. Eat it. You know that, don't you? Okay, right, right. But now I'm a little bit nervous if the, <laughs> if something like FTX can just make it all disappear. Correct, correct. Look, you can have your own wallet. I'm not going to go over the tech of this stuff, but you know, you can you can create your own crypto wallet. You can own it outside an exchange. Uh, the true crypto fans have got a. A, a, a phrase is not your not your wallet, not your crypto, or not your key, not your crypto. Basically, if anyone else holds it on your behalf, like FTX, you don't really own it. Now we know that's exactly what happens. So there are ways you can go around these exchanges, do it yourself. Problem is, it's really really complex for people who don't know anything about it. It's a really what's well, much more difficult to do. You can learn it; it's possible. I'm not saying it's impossible. You can learn to do it, but for most of us, we say, "Well, I, I can't use Comsec to buy my shares. I guess I'll use an exchange to buy my crypto." Um, unfortunately, when that comes down, it can come crashing down. So, yeah, you're right. You're right to be concerned. If you own your crypto through an exchange, I, I, frankly, if it was me, I wouldn't. I, I would either be selling it or transferring it somewhere else because maybe nothing else happens, or maybe it does. You are taking a very, very, very big risk. Of, you know, if you choose the roulette example, uh, you know, you'd be red or black, but if it comes up a zero, everyone loses. Um, maybe it's not a high probability, but the impact could be you lose absolutely everything if you're with an exchange that goes broke. Scott Phillips from The Motley Fool. If you want more of him, make sure you grab the listener app and listen to The Motley Fool podcast or The Good Oil. Uh, Scott, I'm sure you're off to deal with some some real tangibles, so a bit of gold trading. <laughs> is that your kind of style? No, no, no. Purely shares. Gold is, gold is, Bitcoin is not far from digital gold, you know. It's a whole different conversation, but no, no, not, not gold for me. No commodities. Shares. Just companies. Just shares, exactly. Nice and safe. Thanks, Scott. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I want to talk about these babies that were born at the age of 30. What do you mean? In fact, God makes no mistakes, but sometimes science does. Uh, There was a couple of twins that have been born from embryos frozen from more than 30 years ago. What is thought to be a world record. That's pretty impressive. This is the thing. I've always thought this, right? So, if I... So if I have a baby, yeah, um, it gets all the things I got now. But then, if in five years' time I get like hell yoked and like fit and jacked and like that, like they won't be like, oh, the baby's born with your arms because it like it gets everything sort of like 
you had at the time, right? <laughs> That's not how it works. <laughs> it's, it's, D- it's DNA, mate. They can't inherit your yoked arms. I don't know. I reckon they can. I don't know. No, because here's the thing. If you can get yoked arms, so can your baby, potentially. Because mm. it's it's just DNA-based. They don't get what you have at the time. If you're bald and, <laughs> and have a baby, well, you're not going to have a bald... Do babies not come out bald? Some of them have lots of hair. Yeah, like but it's I don't not, know if you got the that, hair. That's not how... Do you understand babies? No, but I'm saying, what if you get like a... Um, let's go... What if you get like a cancerous cell that you only pick up later? See? What about that? Uh then it would just be a DNA thing. So if you could get the cancer at all, then yeah, maybe your baby can... That's how hereditary works. It's not about when you have it. Okay. You know. Cool. We can talk to Dr. D about it tomorrow. No, don't want to. I think this is worth talking to him, but... No, I do I do actually want to know. 30 years... Like, cause th- that's what I mean. 30 years ago, though, you know. Mm. So you're saying that the person should have had a new baby 30 years later because or, they're different? Like, or do you know... Like if they have, if the person say they say they give the embryos at thirty, yeah, right, they take them out, mm-hmm. and then they're not used until thirty years. So the original person's now sixty. Yeah. Now exactly. if they have Alzheimer's. Do we then go? Baby won't get Alzheimer's. Oh, cool! It might happen. It might happen, but it would have happened either way. Because no, but then we. But what I'm saying is like then we know she will like to stay on <laughs> top of think, it earlier. Do you think if someone's in like a car accident, right, and maybe they lose a leg? Are you like, no, don't have a baby. Your baby will be missing a leg. Yeah. <laughs> Is that not how it works? Uh, look, I have a little side gig outside of radio. I've uh, dipped my toes into the world of hosting quizzes. Which is the equivalent of, just so everyone is aware, yeah. quiz nights, MC work, is the equivalent of stripping for dancers. Like, it's like, mm. look, we're still chasing the dream of, of what we really want, but hey, you got to make the money. I wish it was as good money as stripping. <laughs> but uh, I've, t- I've taken it very seriously. Mm-hmm. I-, I like the, the team that I work for, and they've asked me recently to infiltrate other quizzes. Because this is a, like, surprisingly quite a lot around our area. Well, this is the thing. Our numbers were a little bit down. Okay. Yeah, and it couldn't be, possibly couldn't be the quiz host. Well, maybe it is. <laughs> okay. Maybe it is. Because, well, maybe it's just quizzes in general. I found a third rival quiz. Okay. Remember, first quiz uh, Your, came second. Yours is a Monday. The next, the next quiz that you came second at while you're infiltrating, that was, that was a, a Wednesday night. Yep, and this quiz? This quiz is a Tuesday night. Okay, really Going actually head-to-head with a quiz I was at last week where I won. Yep. I won that quiz. Yep. And last night, placed second again. Okay. Out of how many people? Three. And <laughs> this is what I, like, this is what I mean in that, like, <laughs> maybe it's me, maybe it's just quizzes in general, but everyone is down. Everyone's a little bit quiet. Could you guys be perhaps flooding the market? <laughs> I mean, it's very possible. But I'm yet to, at the other three quizzes that I've now been to, I'm yet to find anyone from mine. The regulars that have, that have left not my mine. one. Carol, what are you doing here? <laughs> you said I was the only one. <laughs> That's what I'd hope for. I'd like it. But this is a little disheartening in that they're not even at the other quizzes. Mm. It's like your wife's not even seeing other men. 
She's, oh, that's the worst. She's not even seen other men. As she leaves you just to spend time, just to work on herself, and she's actually telling the truth. <laughs> it's the worst. Everyone's probably saving money, staying at home, and it's Do like because you, you know the economy's getting tougher. And maybe your quizzes are they the quizzes too hard that you run? Do they cost money? No, they're free to play. But you, you know, going to the pub, you often buy a drink, mm. bit of food. So people are going maybe I can't afford that anymore. Well, maybe it's us. I I did like the host last night. Different style to me. Like I'm very friendly. I'm a big know-it-all. He was like he was know nothing and insult you if you knew nothing as well. Was it me? <laughs> I want to ask when have you given when you shouldn't? You know when have you dug deep and you should have dug shallow. They never say that, do they? No, he's digging shallow. Shouldn't dig like just dig. Oh no, I was going to say dig deep. I'd imagine you're going through, you're like, oh, I don't want to give that away, don't want to give that away, don't want to give that away. Oh, there we go. Something at the bottom I want to give you. Right. So it could mean that. It could be. But dig shallow is just like, grab the first thing in your pocket, give it away. Doesn't matter what it is. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) (laughs) I want to ask people, when have you given something that you shouldn't have? Okay. So just just quickly, uh, yesterday I had walked past a man that seems to be down on his luck. Oh. And just sitting on the side of a building at the ground level. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was really down on his really luck. really down on his luck. He's like, see you later. No, he was uh, bottom of the building, uh, just chilling. Some say sitting on the ground, leaning against the wall. Others say side of a building. <laughs> He's sitting on a building. He's sitting on the side of a building. And uh, I was just like, look, he had his hat out. And I was like, look, I don't normally like to endorse homelessness, you know? I don't <laughs> You're not endorsing it. <laughs> Everyone nah, should try it. You know what I mean? It's like if you give them money, they're like, cool, this is the spot where I can pick up money. Like, you don't want that, you know? So normally, But normally I go right. like, I'll, I'll sit, have a chat. That sounds like, like, you sound like the old lady who's like, don't feed the birds <laughs> or they'll no, come back. No, nah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll redesign this sentence. I like to sort of give more than just sort of yeah. money that just says, ugh, kind of go away. Here's, like, I like to conversation, what do you actually need rather than, just here's some money. It's very dismissive. Yeah. But I was in a rush. And I actually had cash for the first time. Well, this is the thing. It's often hard to still have cash to give them. And when you like, say, gave a $5 note, what do you like to hear after a $5 note? Like, do you want to thank you? Do you want a cheers, man? Do you want anything? Or are you yeah. okay with a nothing? Oh, uh, if, okay, so if they've taken it, so has, is it hand to hand? No, I've put or it in into the, hat. the hat. I've put it in the hat. Into the hat, they're probably not going to say anything. And you're okay hat. with a nothing? Yeah, like they're down with their life. How do you feel un- about a I'm not homeless dickhead? <laughs> <laughs> now, if you're sort of entering the dating scene for the first time in a while, maybe your kids are like dating and they want some advice. It's really hard at the moment because you've got so many different ways to interact with people. So many. It's very difficult. It's not like the good old days where you just ask the father and give him a goat. <laughs> and, then you, and then you were married for 40 years because you couldn't yeah. And then And then that, the wife goes, I don't know what's wrong with the girls these days. They've got no staying power. It's because they can leave, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But like, how do you how do you like to find a date? I'm assuming through through one of the dating apps. Oh, you know, man, I just walk down the street. And someone's like, oh, "Hey, you handsome, come on over here." No, that'd be the good old days. We are sitting on a good, an iron girder on a work site. I actually just sit on uh, working on the Harbour Bridge. Yeah, 
and, and some like, and some girl walks past and I and I wolf whistle, but yeah. it's back in the day where she goes. <laughs> She's like, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh, no, like a like a Tinder. It's uh, not like that. Yeah, nah. it's 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 all Tinder. It's all yeah. your dating apps. And if you need advice, this is the last place I'd expect to go. But you can check out the West Australian, the newspaper, the newspaper. Am I looking for an old <laughs> old timey? I feel like that is how it was done back in the in day. In the classifieds. Yeah. The, the yeah I'll tell you what, Michael, they're not your girlfriends, <laughs> all right? They might give you the girlfriend experience. For one hour. <laughs> <laughs> you can head to the West and find these do's and don'ts of dating, and I want to test them on you next. Yep. If you're sort of re-entering a bit of the dating world, maybe your kids are dating and they're looking for some advice, it's hard to help in the modern age. Mm-hmm. Because everybody uses like online services, yeah. your apps like Tinder. Don't say online services. <laughs> and uh, this is the last place I would expect to get some tips. But here we are, the West Australia. It's very weird. In the newspaper, I mean, I'm assuming it's the online version. If you want dating tips, you need Mitchell Tinley. So I'm going to run these by you, mm-hmm. and let me, t- and, and you but- can tell us if this truly is a red flag, which is bad, and a yep. green flag, which is good. Yep. So they believe red flag, their bio is blank. So they're saying they can't have only photos alone. You've got to put something good yeah, in the it's, bio. It means that they either think they're hot, they don't need one, which is red flag in itself, because even if it's true, red flag if they know it, uh, or they could be fake. So yeah, that's a good tip. So that's a good tip. There should be something in the bio that is a red flag. Yep. Okay. How do you feel about, they say, red flag, their lack of manners makes you cringe. So like you're on your first date and, you know, they're getting a bit short with the with the waiter. Yeah, but like... Is that a red flag? Yeah, but I feel like that's a that's an obvious one. Do you know what that I mean? One, that one's fine as like well. Like that's, that's nothing important. I okay. Mean, they think a red flag is that they only talk about themselves. Um, yeah, but that, to be fair, this is a personal thing. I like that because otherwise they ask me questions about myself and I have to divulge my life and you know me. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> do you do think... That one. Okay, so is this one, is this one like a little bit of a... Like a <clears throat> do you think that the, the woman can talk about herself more than the man? Would we like to adjust well, No, but if they're talk, if the only other option is if they're not talking about themselves, you have to talk about yourself. And then you look like a jerk. But no, that's a that's a red flag. Yeah, th- that is a red flag. Okay, so it is a good red flag. Okay. And I don't know how you're going to feel about this one, but they believe a red flag is Jim selfies. Like with a guy named Jim? <laughs> no, G-Y-M selfies. Oh. Uh, should, yep. yeah. Yep. Are you against, you're against, I'm against G- it? Okay. You need, and I'm big on this, if yeah. you have a shirtless photo, you're allowed to get it. We all know that you need to get it in there, but you need to do it strategically. Right. Like, oh, I'm at the beach. I'm doing something that requires me to have my shirt off. Like, I'm not, <laughs> even if you're like mowing the lawn, we all know why that's yeah. up there, but it can't just be a selfie. That's lazy and dumb, and it means no one wants to take a photo of you. Wow. Who knew that the West Australian is like is up with the times, the Sunday times. <laughs> if you enjoyed the Mitchell and Michael podcast, remember to subscribe, leave a review and share with your mates.